Am I, am I missed? Did I miss anything important? All right, all right let me give you an update. Uh, there was a fly. I backhanded it. I got it with my index finger. I saw it go, and it like landed. And it was like, uh, I'm like, are you dead? And then it's like, no, buzz, buzz, buzz. And then I tried to get it with like a garbage napkin. And then it like, I felt it vibrate. What's a garbage, garbage, garbage napkin? A napkin you find <laughs> in the garbage. Next question. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Dinosaur Machines Game Club Podcast, where you are the listener. This is episode 34. I'm one of your hosts, Mark Magger. Joining me today, two guys whose family trees only produce awesome. Uh, Dave Grimma, Dan Colonna. Is that true? I was going to go negative with it, but I was like, let me be positive <laughs> today. I'm happy, to know, you. Awesome. I'm happy to know that you just dumped You're in You're in my family mark. tree. Yeah. I am technically in your family tree. So we're oh, talking yeah. about family trees, of course, because we played What Remains of Edith Finch, which... Has produced text messages from each other, including "Wow, whoa, huh?" and "What?" So we'll, we'll get into all this. <laughs> I mean, but, most recently I said "Holy S." Holy you S was one it. of them as that well. Was exactly how I felt. Anyway, continue with your intro. Oh, thank you, Dad. <laughs> Please, it's doing great. You're doing oh, a great uh, intro I, right I, now. You know, sometimes I need the mid podcast kind of thing. You're doing a really great job. I'm here for you, buddy. The whole <laughs> time. Just, just a little confidence well, boost. Well, since I'm doing so well, I'll start off tonight. Mm. So I'm still, I'm persona is still is still trugging along. We're like fifty three hours large in. in persona five. Everybody's in. playing the gosh dang persona five game. The personas you can you could do like this is an opportunity for like an uncle bit where you don't really understand. It's like what's <laughs> the personas. I really do want to know. I mean, everyone keeps like telling me. Uncle? It's like interesting <laughs> because it's not like. Now that I, like I totally understand all the mechanics and everything now, it's really just it's kind of a small story RPG almost. It's like just kids being kids and living lives and forming relationships, but then you crawl some dungeons, basically. And it's interesting. I still really like it. Um, I'm getting a little concerned and worried because oh. I have it in my head. I want to platinum this game, but it takes I ten thousand hours. It, it shouldn't take me 10,000. It should take me probably like 110 when it's all said and done. Are you going to have so, to sing that song from Rent? Twenty-one. I don't know the, the I, amount of minutes. How, how many 600 minutes? minutes in a year. Look it up. But um, my main concern is like I I didn't start off playing with a walkthrough, but once I was like, yeah, I'm going to platinum this, I started 525,600 minutes. That's you know what's funny? I saw that play with my sister, or, or musical with my sister, and at the end I'm like, oh, they had AIDS? I didn't know that. <laughs> totally missed I've it. never that's seen like one Rent. Of those... That's all I knew about it. Yeah, that's like um, that's like one of my uh, Super Time Force Ultra moments. Like, he's oh. a bad guy? They can't but, afford uh... the rent? <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm just a little worried that I started, I didn't, like I was saying, I didn't start off with a walkthrough, but now I'm using a walkthrough and I'm like behind where I should be with certain things. Oh, no. And it's really about like form, like building these relationships, but you have to build up certain social stats. So you have to do certain things to get up the social stats. And there's only so much time you have to do. It's just really about being maximizing your time. And there was little things that I didn't really realize you can do, like certain social uh, links. If you put on like the teacher who I, I kind of mentioned last time is like, 
you know, you can have a romantic relationship with. If you max out her social stat, you can suddenly do events during class because now she lets you kind of mess around. And if you max it out and you go into a palace, normally you're too tired when you get back. But now she'll give you a back massage and now you feel like doing something. Wow. So it gives you another opportunity to do an event. Ooh. This game's weird, it's man. Big. Gotta... Yeah, it's big. I got that back massage. I'm ready to go. <laughs> but so I'm a little worried. You got to take I... advantage of that back massage. You got yeah, to take advantage. That mid-class teacher back massage, always clutch. Is there yeah, also it, an opportunity to, like, go for a coffee break or something? And, and well, get, like, there's things get more you can go to the diner. And you can go to the diner and have coffee and study, which builds up your knowledge. But if you go during days that it rains, there's less people, which means you'll focus more, which means you'll get more points. And it's, and like, there's all these little things like that, depending on the calendar and the, and the weather and things like that, that I kind of knew, but I didn't really pay attention to. But you have to really take advantage of those things to maximize everything so you think that little... works in real life you're like all right it's if you you think you can maximize your real life like uh, i think so like if I you start doing like, stuff like that I've it's raining noticed... today honey i'll be writing my book in the diner <laughs> you you joke about that but i've totally noticed that days and it's like really raining like i write better so so i have now found this website that's called rainy days and it simulates ah. the sound of a thunderstorm on your computer and i will write with that and i'm like this just feels better like, I don't know, it's subconscious, but it works. Mark's it's, next it's book. It's subconscious. It's going to have tons of rain. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. It's a constant downpour. It's called downpour. It was but, raining yeah. on that Sunday night. It was raining And then, on like, three night. chapters later, it's like, it was raining on that Monday morning. It's like, the rain can, would the not rain cease. <laughs> she tried running out of the classroom, but she slipped. It was raining. <laughs> Hashtag rain. But, um, yeah. That should be rain the name or shine. Of the book. I'm still playing Persona. I'm thinking next pot, maybe not next podcast, but the podcast after. I'm hoping oh, I'll be done. I'm setting myself a deadline. Hopefully. All right. You're doing it. You're pulling a Dan. Uh, I'm trying. I'll to. finish Con Trigger. No, this pull, season. pulling a Dan would be like, oh, I'm totally gonna go back and finish it. And you it took us starting a podcast for me to finish Con Trigger. So whatever. <laughs> Fourteen weeks. Anyway, yeah. but that's my life. That's what I'm doing. I don't know that's about good. you guys. That's, that's all I got. That's all, right. all I am right now. Persona. <laughs> Five. <laughs> Also, I would like to, I have a story for you guys that I'd like to share with you. It was an embarrassing moment that happened to me recently, and I was like, now I can't wait to I can't wait to share this with <laughs> yeah. the world. This so, is exactly the right place. Yeah. So, uh, I am, if you haven't figured it out already, kind of a loudmouth. Even meetings at work, like I have to be the person who has makes a comment about everything. I like because I just need to fill silence with the sound of Very my voice. Very opinionated. Yeah. But uh, we were in a meeting and uh, we were talking about things that were, that were happening and that it was such and such as last day on Friday and there was like a moment of silence. Wait, such and such left. Oh, uh, I love such, such, and such and such. Yeah, maybe so, so and so will have to step it up now. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was, like, it, it was such and such as last day on Friday. This announcement and my my irresponsible un- um, emotional attachment was like. Huh. Yay! This is what I said in the meeting, and it was like, oh, oh, oh. it was just like a Brian Regan the, moment where it's like, wait, wait, wait. cold you said that out loud? I said yay out loud because <laughs> this person I knew was like temp, and they were brought in to help with a big project, and that her or he or she leaving. Well, it means her, a project is done. Yeah, it means a project is done, which I was relieved about, but like. <laughs> That all came out in a yay. You clearly, in the yeah. Of but I was like, dismissal. I mean, boo, that you have to leave. But yay, that the project. I just felt like I was 
like you, throw me a rope or something. Out. I'm like just trying to like get out of quicksand. That's incredible. <laughs> no, no, because the project and she's a temp, but the project's done and that's gay. But you're great and you're nice. <laughs> Yeah, I'm also yeah. proud for your growing. Like, yeah, yeah and who, who knows what you're growing. doing? Gonna do next? Opportunities, yay! <laughs> for all, well, job including myself. Kind of a mean guy. <laughs> That's really jerk. funny. But I felt so. I felt so bad. Did anyone like, laugh at all? Yeah, she did. All right, good. That's probably <laughs> the most important. And and the we, person uh, immediately next to me was like, just I was like looking over to that other person for help and they were just like you're on your own <laughs> wait are you gonna do anything nice for this person now that you made them a public mockery no i, I mean i i spoke to them more than i ever did like that rest of the day so that's amazing that's, just that's, to make sure you're cool this is, yeah we're cool see i totally have that thing. i think you have a little bit too it's like you don't like the feeling that people don't like you mm. like there was this one time at school um someone sent out an email saying please don't use febreze I'm allergic to it, and it causes me a really bad reaction. And my office, I was a reading specialist last year, my, I had this little tiny closet office right in the corner of the school. Nobody comes to my office, like, except, like, kids. So I knew it was them. So I'm like, and I had some kids who are a little stinky. And when a stinky kid comes in your office and smells it up, you got to... just spray him down? You spray no, the kid down. That's why do you get, like... Leave. I'd Febreze it a little bit. Why don't you get like a disinfectant Lysol that is scentless? Yeah, and then you spray them down with that. <laughs> all right, these are all. I'm not gonna spray down a kid at school. Well, you said it. But they would. But this is like how, like Febreze. in wet hot, where you gotta like drag Artie to the shower. Yeah. Basically. Why don't you just hang an air freshener from their neck? That seems a lot okay, nicer. These are all great. These are all great examples. Take it. Take one of those before. necklaces on your way yeah. out. <laughs> They're free. free. <laughs> but what I actually did was. When they would leave, I would just spray a little Febreze. And I saw the email, but I'm like, what are the odds that this teacher comes in? And literally, as I say that, I'm spraying Febreze. That teacher walks in. They're like, did you get the email? I'm like, I'm sorry. Did and I ended up buying them the a gift memo? card to Wawa because I felt so bad. I'm allergic to Wawa. So what you should have done, Dave, is buy this person a Wawa card and said, yay. On it. Wawa. Wawa is relevant by you. It's not really relevant over here. I, mean, I guess that's true. What's like the New York equivalent? 7-Eleven. Like, uh, 7-Eleven. Ugh. It's like Get low class. out of the slurping. podcast room right now. <laughs> All right, Dan. Well, take it away. Besides 7-Eleven, oh. Levin, what are you doing? I've been waiting for this moment my whole hour. Um, so uh, <laughs> besides playing the game we played, which I, whatever. Um, <laughs> you played. <laughs> you played maybe I, four minutes ago. Look, I did it, and I'm fresh and ready. I've been playing Destiny, Mark, your favorite game. Wait, can we, can we pull back the curtain real quick? What? Destiny dose. I, text uh, message from Dan last night. Not gonna get sucked into the Destiny 2 beta. Yeah. And then I check his trophies this morning. Destiny 2 beta was played. I'm like, yep. okay, Dan. I got sucked in. <laughs> yeah, I, then I sent you a picture of the title screen on my, my TV. Like, it's really not going I well. I thought you were just kind of showing it and be like, I'm not gonna fall for it. Oh, but then no, you yeah. did. You fell hard. <laughs> I fell right. In. Well, so I'll talk about the beta in a second. I, put, I just I put a, a lid on my Destiny life. No, you yeah, didn't. you put uh, a lid on your destiny life by making sure you finished off the book and get and so you can get a shirt. Wow, it's almost as though it's Dave's time to speak about what he's playing. <laughs> it's Dave's time to tell me what I'm playing. That's exactly right, Dave. Let's I, tell you what Dan really is playing. He's so playing a lot of Destiny. I got. Wait, can I ask that? I don't oh know what that means. The book. I'm sorry. I have a question. What's ahead, the book? Because I saw the tweet and I'm like, right. I don't know what that means. So they they've added books to Destiny that have achievements in them, and when you unlock when you complete all right so they did this first with the moments of triumph you get a shirt 
a physical shirt, a real life shirt for completing it. We so didn't like, get a, we didn't get a shirt for you. You one. didn't play this long, sir. And um, then, all right, Dan. After <laughs> that, after that came this shirt, this book, which you don't have to finish all of it, but it's like all of the game's activities. Do whichever ones of the activities you do. So if okay, you don't do raids, you could do strikes. If you don't do strikes, you could do crucible. And then if you get enough of those done, you get another shirt. These shirts are cool. Like a physical shirt. A shirt. And and they have your gamer tag on the on the sleeve. Get out. It's awesome. But you that can't buy the awesome. shirt unless you do it. Then it's thirty bucks. But you know, it's totally Wait, worth it. It's you did it and it's thirty bucks or you did it and they sent it to I you for did free. it and it's thirty bucks. But when you but you can't buy it unless you do it at all. They don't give you the ability to buy the shirt. So you still have to pay for your shirt. I Plus. won the chance <laughs> to buy spent... myself a thirty dollars <laughs> shirt with my gamer I wanted, tag on I it. I want to I want to play my way to give them the opportunity to take more of my money. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I mean, look, I think it's cool. Listen, you're talking to a guy who thinks fake trophies are a huge deal. So this I'm is not the thing you. about you that I would now. So doesn't the allure of a real life? Thing? Oh, absolutely. Because okay. people. If I hand a Destiny shirt with the moments of triumph from year one with my gamer tag on it, you bet your bottom dollar I'm wearing that right. all day. Every well, day. I mean, the next <laughs> game might have it. Mark, yeah, we'll probably, probably. play it. Well, so probably on that, it. I've been. You wanted to pull back the curtain. I've been oh. playing the Destiny two. Let's beta. just rip this. Let's just rip the curtain off. The right. curtain's right. gone. Why don't we even have a curtain? Because <laughs> well, you know, timeliness. Uh, it's good. I don't know. It's Destiny, but it's good. Does it feel the same? Probably. It feels better. It feels sharper. Well, what did the What did the Destiny? What did the beta have? The beta has the first level, a strike, and two competitive modes. So two crucible mm. modes. And uh, I have only played a strike and the first level. The first level feels like a single player game. So you, so like, you only play PVE. I yeah right exactly okay. that's a better way to put it. Um, yeah, the first level feels more like a single player game than any of Destiny's levels did. Leading up through the Taken King expansion, which was the last one. Uh, I actually think that when I think back to Destiny in general, that all the boards play better as one player then co-op makes mm. it almost too All easy of them? well mm. i guess what i'm saying is like there's more of a narrative through each level mm. yeah like there's more npcs now you see mm. actual like the guardians that you just deliver quests to they're actually doing things in the world with you which is kind of cool so yeah, that, I figured that's where they're, they're going to lean into because that was always the biggest critique. It's like, oh, yeah. look at this rich world, but you have right. to read the Grimoire cards to really get it. Like, right. Um, it's kind of yeah. lame with that. So the, it feels good. Um, they added a third ability, which is like the changes between characters. There's a lot of details to go through, but it feels good. It feels nice. It looks good. But does it feel better? I think it feels like a better shooter, personally. Then, so the, it does feel like it's a step in there. There's a notable step. Destiny Plus. It's like mm. they've definitely moved it up. How Destiny often do you Plus. get power ammo? Because Mark, if you're not in the know right now, I'm not. they moved instead of having primary, special, and heavy ammo, you get kinetic, energy, and power. And power the kinetic weapons are your standard whatever pulse scout whatever blah 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 the energy weapons are also those same ones right except they have a element attached to them so you could essentially have like a, a shotgun and a hand cannon uh, no yeah, a shotgun is a power weapon all of them yeah okay some i started to learn all this hmm? yeah they i'm only kind of into it dave dave's done more of the reading as usual which is dave does a lot of reading that's our but, uh, that's our but so but i was like if you're not getting much power emma it seems like if you're like running a shotgun build or something, but I heard the shotguns are like off the chain, OP. really strong. 
Off yeah. the chain hashtag. Sorry. It's definitely like the beta's coming up this weekend. If you guys are not busy, I would about two it. months ago by the time this releases. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah, for the you, the game will be out by the time this comes out. The game will be out, and you'll either both be like, "Oh man, Destiny Two is what I wanted Destiny to be," or Dan, stop, please. Know, it just always comes back to the idea. It's like. I think we were lamenting Destiny a couple episodes ago. It feels like you either can only play Destiny or you you don't touch it. Like, well, and I just I can't commit to it, and I feel like I miss out too much just by playing once a week. I'm gonna like say, Overwatch is perfect like that. It's like I can play Overwatch once a week, and I feel like I got what I needed out of that night, but I'm losing out by not playing for the rest of the week. I, I think that it is going to be a little more geared towards uh, casual players, and I'm kind of mm. hoping for that because I yeah. I do want to play other games yes. myself and it's, not, it's yeah. there's more guaranteed rewards like do the strike you'll get a legendary item mm-hmm. i can't promise you what it's going to be but it's going to be at least as good as what you have and from what i understand they took out like the rolls on the weapons basically like this is what that legendary weapon is right right so all the all these things combined i think it's going to be a pretty tight shooter but i mm-hmm. still want to see more about progression they updated how you level up you have to use level up points now instead of just getting them in order so mm. I thought that was cool because you can kind of grow the way you want, which mm. I think is nice. That's an RPG. Yeah. Um, but you know, we're all seeing but seeing it. Come how out. Are the how are the cooldowns on the powers? They're not that... good, but I have good news for you. They're oh um, Dave hates cooldowns. So the beta is all about <laughs> Dave runs hot. <laughs> Dave's hot hot up. <laughs> He's hot up about cooldowns. There uh-huh. there is a fan now, for me. No thanks. A now unified oh outcry from the community about Destiny's cooldowns in general. Like, mm. just like they're too long, and the beta is all about feedback. So Bungie knows. I've seen many articles go out about it. They only I think to respond. part of their problem is the, um, and this has always been a problem with Destiny, is the their PvP impacting PVE. Mm. Because right. I think you, if you speed up the cooldowns too much, you can have, you know really good players overtake in crucible yeah you know what i mean because they could just like grenade hit you all the time and yeah, and yeah. you know get those melee kills and whatever other mm-hmm. abilities but like if i i feel like they bring down the the strength of the abilities so that way it's more about the gun and that skill yeah, yeah. which i i think is i would prefer well destiny's abilities are so rad it's kind of are like, they so rad? I mean, they're they should be more rad. They're mm. cool to look at when they happen. They're useful when you use them. They all have different abilities, so they should be more. I think the cooldown should be quicker. Yeah. So mm. that you because because then so it's more of a sci-fi more. game than it is in every other shooter. Right, especially with three abilities now, with all varying effectiveness. So well, it's not going to matter because when Anthem comes out, it's going to have the perfect cooldowns. Did you hear? Awesome. That the creative director of that game is now the Mass Effect trilogy. Yeah, Casey Hudson. Director. I saw. He came back. I wonder how that will do. I wonder what that means for the multiplayer game Anthem. Well, I actually wonder because it, I don't think it's going to, he's going to have a huge impact on Anthem because that thing's got to be so, if they're literally they're releasing next year, like that thing's going to be further along. It's got to be almost really, done. I really think what that's all about is, hey. Tighten up a lot of buttons in Ma- here. Well, I wonder if the, he's really, I'm sure he'll kind of button up that, but I wonder if it's, hey, Mass Effect, this is one of our big things, and it tanked. Not tanked, but it, it, it was didn't a do triple, what Mass Effect does. It was the upper echelon tier, and Andromeda really dropped us down. We need to get that back because the guy who was in head of Andromeda, he's leaving. 
and you know he had a very nice letter i remember i read it on the block but i want there's there's a lot of things going on with bioware like that aren't great but they usually turn out great games <laughs> i'm watching yeah. dan right now you can't see this listener <laughs> i'm having dan my own is struggling with a fly in his room and it's coming <laughs> after him it cannot be killed. coming to get me but you know who can be killed? All the members of the Finch. Oh. <laughs> Man. You like that? that? Was, like this, this fly is Edith Finch now. Great. Seriously. So let, let's transition our main topic Please. today. From what Anthem? remains of Edith Finch? My pick to brag about it. Beautiful. We all liked it. But um, I let's mean, pretend I didn't pick it and I don't know anything. Dan, what is this game? What remains of Edith Finch is a collection of strange takes about a family in Washington State. As Edith, you'll explore the colossal Finch house, searching for stories as she explores her family history and tries to figure out why she's the last one in her family alive. This game is overwhelmingly pot. You know what? That might be the best synopsis I've read. It's pretty good. It's very (laughs) straight right off the tongue. Uh, (laughs) It's everybody loves this game. It was released in April. The uh, tags are Story Rich, Adventure, Walking Simulator, and Atmospheric. No I like indie. it when Atmospheric is there because I can go Atmospheric. It's like uh, yeah, no indie. Atmosphere. No indie at That's all. Fair. It's single player. <laughs> Sorry, I'm it done. It is. Uh, it's not a multiplayer uh, version. It was, developed by, it was developed by Giant Sparrow. Maker's story was also Swan. by them, too. Mm-hmm. I did not mm. know that. I've never played on Finish Swan, but. As We're going to talk about it. Say, Don't Dave, you worry. <laughs> what's it like to play right. What Remains of Edith Finch? This is what I have to say about this game. Thank you. All right. Oh, boy. It's oh. an explorative investigation game. You play as Edith, exploring her ridiculous family home. Many generations have lived in this house, and the rooms stand almost as museum exhibits to tell the tragic tales of each member of this cursed family. Mm. Which is fair. And I like yeah. how the description mentions Washington State. I was like... Oh, Where okay. are they? <laughs> I was like, what yeah. is that? That was a nice little detail. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, as we get into, like, the family members, it gets the bulk of the conversation. So we'll kind of mm. go through the other the other pieces of it first. I think visually, art style Stunning. of this game. Oh, oh, my God. I mean, it was amazing to, watch, to like, be in the game. Yeah, it's, I, lo- I love the way, the way the words just pop up on the screen as she tells everything. Yes. It's, just, it's just beautiful. Everything looks like an art statement. Like everything, everything. I was like, I want a screenshot of this. This could be a background, and this could be a background. It was just like, <laughs> right. It's, and everything's think, just framed perfectly. Yes, and I think there was definitely attention paid to that. Like it, it reminded me a little bit of um, not that these games are on the same level, but Abzu. I, I felt was a game very much. It's like you're trying to head me towards this one image, this one site, hmm. and. Where with that game, it kind of like we're a little bit more further and far between. Like I felt so many times there was just like you were saying, Dan, Dave, like there was just, oh, my God, like this is a perfect view or shot of mm-hmm. this one event. And I think we're going to share a lot of screenshots, I think, for this game because it was, you know, it was also another thing, too. It's like I feel like this looks like a next gen game. It took them five years to make this game. And yeah. really, mm-hmm. there's so much detail in everything. Absolutely. Yeah. Gorgeous, I like they didn't waste like they use like every pixel almost like, like like there are books all over this house and like you could like clearly read the bindings of it's like they don't like they're not wasting their opportunities nothing to feels like fill filler. fill everything with detail you know yeah. there are a couple of dark corners in the house where maybe like that's kind of a waste spot but mm. i felt like everywhere i turned was something important yes yeah and, and just to jump on that point too like 
it really, as you kind of go through, you have to start off in this little opening wooden path, and then you get into the house. Mm. And I was just so impressed how lived in and real the house Yeah, felt. that was my mm. first takeaway as well. Like, the first thing I felt like, nothing feels clean. It feels like someone just got up from dinner. It feels yeah. like everything's everywhere. I mean, it's a mess because it's also been abandoned for years, but everything's mm. just, like, strewn about, but not to a point where it's, like, wrecked. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it felt like lived in, just messy and real. It felt very yeah. real. And it rem- the only other time I remember feeling like that, I remember um, in Uncharted, Uncharted. Oh, Force, in the mansion when you when you go to the old lady's mansion. The old lady's mansion, and even like Drake's house, like mm-hmm. in the beginning. And there's a section towards the end, Dan. Maybe you will eventually. I'm not there yet. Oh, One day I will be in Uncharted Four. Hmm. He said but, four months later. Yeah, probably. But, like, I remember being like, oh, you know what's cool about this? It just feels real, like a real, real house. And, and even thinking, like, games like Resident Evil where you're in the mansion and it turns into all these side paths and other things and hidden passageways. Like, mm. this game has hidden passageways, but I really felt like by, like, the first third of the game, I knew this house. I knew mm-hmm. the layout, and it was a real layout. It was a real house. Yeah, uh, it, I, it felt easier to navigate than, like, the house in Gone Home. I'll say. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that totally. Like it just felt like it was home. more straight, like straightforward. You had like gone home. No, you should play it. It's amazing. I was, I, in my head, I was like, was that a podcast game? No. Should I not say that I haven't played this? Yeah, <laughs> if we started a podcast earlier, probably that would have been a podcast. I see. Game. Well, we can still I play would, it. Whatever. Yeah. Maybe it's a let's play. Play but, a '96 um, game. I mean, come on. So, but um, but Dave, you kind of mentioned earlier the whole like the words popping up. So you yeah. know, you are hearing this story. You're not really sure the context of the story. That's right. But these words popped up. But, Dan, I'll kick it to you. Like, it's a walking sim. I think you, out of the three of us, I think are the most gamey person of the three of us. You like games that are gameplay. It's like I really appreciate you like saying that. that. Uh, well, I think that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, um, the, yeah, I mean... I'm, Did I'm you less... enjoy playing it? Yes. That is the okay. answer. I'm less skeptical, yeah, skeptical about walking simulators now just because of, you know, playing them more, which is good. Mm. And of all of them, this is my favorite one because mm. it didn't let me sit around mm-hmm. um you know let's not call it a walking simulator i feel like it's kind of mean to call a game a walking simulator I, but like I, was... I said this like on one of our earliest podcasts i'm like it's not a wa- i don't like the term walking simulator it doesn't it feel mean. like walking yeah that's all yeah like a farming simulator is simulating uh, farming. You're doing like more blackwood than... crossing which totally feels like walking because you're like right now let's compare it to both, to both of those games side by side blackwood crossing kind of lets you linger almost mm. as if to like do it on purpose but like this game's like here's where you have to go next and i'm gonna bring you there in a meaningful way and mm. you're, you know on the way there you're gonna get more story and you're gonna get more out of this area just because i'm leading you there but you're not on rails you can explore did you so, did you feel that way dave that like because the, the layout is open you kind of go wherever you want but like do you ever feel like you didn't know where to go or you or kind of confused on what to do um, in the very early parts of the house, I wanted to kind of like explore as much as possible before I like went in somewhere. Mm. And so I was just like learning the layout of the house. Like I went in like the, the living room, you know, and like the kitchen, the garage, you know, you started off the garage, you, you know, and then I like visit, went by the library, spun the music box, went upstairs. And then like when you finally go into Walter's room, you know, I was That's like the first room with the fish. Yeah, the one with Wall. twenty thousand leagues under the sea book. Right, that's you know how I refer to that book. It's just the fish book. The but fish yeah, book. 
It's a giant fish. I do have a question about the music box. Did you accidentally find the key that you find no. later? Okay, I wondered Can if that you? was possible. I don't know. That's uh, why I wanted to I, ask. Because I didn't spin it. You have to spin it a lot. Yeah, you so know? that's what I'm saying. To like, get I wasn't to that sure. point. So like, once yeah. like it's, it started spinning, I stopped. I just got to be you a know? way. I, I, I strongly suspect that we know the secret of that. Like, I don't know if you can get that key before you're supposed to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, um, that's good. That's jumping ahead. Sorry. Yeah, and to kind of to stick on the idea of mechanics, like I think this game really feels like we're now at the point where the walking sim as itself is not that old, mm-hmm. but I think and we're now hitting the second and third waves of these games. Kind of came out and people are looking at them because I, I think for me, I, figuring I'm, out I, with how they can do them better. Yeah, because we're learning what the, the other ones did badly too. Yeah, because, like, you know, like I, I remember the first game I know that was described as a walking sim that I played was Dear Esther. And you're literally just walking, and there's just narration kind of di- dictating things, and you kind of find that narration as you explore different areas. And I think it's such a great medium to tell a story, because I think mm-hmm. that's always the biggest, you know, struggle with video games is kind of that ludonarrative dissonance of gameplay and story. I need to tell a story, but the gameplay should match what the story is. Sometimes there's a disconnect, Uncharted being a big one. Oh, I'm Nathan Drake. I'm so fun. I murder hundreds of people. <laughs> um, so I think the walking sim is a great thing, but then there's the downside of it. It's kind of boring. You're just moving. And I, I think games like this in Virginia we played last season, we're starting to see development teams trying to think of new ways to really make it feel different and right. more you're more kind of engrossed with it dave pointed out like the kind of the words popping up i yeah. thought that was so cool and sometimes you like walk through it and then as we kind of get through the different segments the, of the and, different people and yeah because when you get to each family member's story you take on on their role from their perspective and usually there's a new gameplay at, um element or style that is present for that person's point of yeah. view yeah and I thought it was just like it, it was kind of almost like you know we were talking about like Night of the Woods last season. There was like these little mini games that kind of yeah. changed how the game felt. Like this kind of fell to me. It breaks the they... monotony. Yeah, and yeah. I always thought it was totally. kind of refreshing. Oh, this is the thing for this person, and it also yeah. even helped me kind of, in a way, kind of understand that person a little bit yeah. more. So I guess that'll be a good segue to kind of getting to. Yeah. So Dave said, you know, th- there's this house, and it is the 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 Finch family home, and of all these people have died and when they've died it's kind of the house served as this little mausoleum that their rooms are kind of kept yeah the mother sealed all the rooms to to each of the family members so you can't go in there you actually grow up looking into these rooms as a peephole because Edie, her your grandmother actually drilled peepholes into all these rooms so that way she could teach you about them as you Mm. were living in the house with her yeah, and you know it, it's because it, we start getting the dynamics of like the relationship with Edie, the grandmother who wanted to do those things, and the mom who wanted to kind of hide either from all those things, mm-hmm. and so you start kind of going through all the houses, and the house the houses literally feels like boxes almost added onto each other as the new mm-hmm. family members came by, and in the distance you have the old house that's kind of sunk down. So Dan, let's kind of start with you. Like we we can go through room by room, but I think it's a little monotonous. Yeah. Was there like a family member or two that kind of jumped out of you, like something you were really interested in or, or going to remember, I think? Well, the one that struck me the hardest was Dawn's father, Sam. Sam? Okay. Um, that one. Refresh me. Which one is that guy? That's the Sam guy. is the, the military guy. He's the twin yeah. of Calvin. The hunter. And he's right. the one who brings her hunting. Mm. Yes. Okay. He is grandfather, essentially. Yes. Well, no, no, it's Isn't her that uncle. Dawn's father. Dawn's, Dawn's is... father. 
Dawn is Edith's. No, name. it's oh, a, Edith's. Yes, Edith's grandfather. I thought you said Edie. No, Edie's no, the right, grand, okay, great room. No, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dawn's father, Sam, mm-hmm. and the, that got me because like they settle you into that trip. You go on a camping trip, and most of it's through a camera. So it's mm-hmm. the whole scene starts with Edith, you going through pictures from that trip because yeah. this is part yeah. of his shrine, and mm-hmm. just like you know, I got so into that, like I was playing with the camera, taking pictures. Like I kind of forgot. I was playing this game. I was just like having fun with that scene and you know, great job narrating. And then at the end of the scene, when he gets killed by the buck that they had thought they'd killed. Yeah. I guess he gets, he wriggles and he knocks him off the cliff. Right. He was holding the horns and the, he was like, Oh, he's not alive. That just happens. Just take the picture with me. And he was like on this honest to goodness hunting trip with his daughter. And was crying because she killed the deer. Right. Yeah. So, so her last memories of her father are like, you know, he meant well and she was having an okay time until that point. But like he just gets impaled by this deer that she had to shoot because he right. was teaching her how to survive. And all of that just in a moment just like hit me like, bam, like I could not mm. for a second breathe. I was like, oh, my God, that took and, me. That That's so memorable to me. And, like, and Edith was upset with her mom for never sharing that story with her. Like of all yeah. the stories that, the, that you never told me this. Because I think it would have, I think she says that because I think it would have made Edith understand her mother more and why yeah. she wants to save her from all these stories and stuff right. like that. Yeah, and I think that is a real big moment, especially like when you're comparing Edie to um, what Dawn, basically. We Dawn can call is her. her mother, yeah. Yeah, that their their kind of viewpoint on death that is a big thing where it feels like Dawn is always trying to hide these things from her, where Edie is a little bit more revealing. But I totally agree with you, Dan. Like that was one of those moments I kind of forgot. You know, all these scenes end with this person dying. And I almost, I was so lulled into it. I totally forgot someone's going to die in this scene. And then it just happens. Yeah. And I was, oh. And I, I really liked how Dawn was crying as she shot the buck. Because I, I kind of related to that a little bit. Especially like, you know, growing up, not growing up, but like living in Pennsylvania now where hunting is such a big deal here. I always wonder for all these kids who are like growing up in hunting families, like, don't you ever feel bad about like... Yeah killing creatures and i just thought it was so i mean literally she's doing she's holding the buck because her dad is telling it but she's literally weeping i just felt it like such a real moment and then the guy gets hit off the cliff (laughs) it's a very sensitive moment and they just end it with that you know ridiculous moment and then it's just crazy so that stuck with me for sure yeah um beyond that i had it in my head a second ago and i lost it there was so much death in this game (laughs) that um I'll circle back. I'll kick it over to Dave. Dave, what was your most memorable family member? I mean, for me, the the hardest ones to play through um, were of the children, like like the mm-hmm. the people who died young. Like yeah, Calvin was the hardest, the earliest hardest one. You know, mm. be, I did not want to swing on the swing. Oh like, yeah, like, right. Like I knew what I was doing, and and this was me throughout the game as I kept seeing because i know all these things are about these characters deaths and i realize i'm playing them to their death moment and each of these things is like me willingly like leading them them to to suicide is how it felt to me and it was hard for me to get through it sometimes like there were a couple times where i wanted to stop playing because i'm like it's it was especially with um um with calvin i mean he he He's, he's, he, after Barbara dies, he's all upset and he's like, he's not going to be scared anymore. And, um, Sam and Calvin were, you know, they're twins, right? They're, they're twins. And yeah. he tells them like, oh, it's impossible 
to mm. swing all the right. way over. Right. And he's like, he wants to kid. The best way yeah. to get a kid to do something is to yeah. Tell him he I mean, can't do it. Dan is still in that mindset. I uh, yeah, forget it. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like when you you swing all the way over and you know what's gonna happen is it was just terrible. And then the other right. one for me was was uh was Gr- Gregory's the baby in the mm, in the bath. I figured. Which I, the, minute, the minute that was happening, I was like, Dave's gonna have a strong reaction. I had a hard problem with that. I don't even have. And children. yet, at the same time, I thought it was beautiful the way they it did it. It was. Yeah, it really was. Uh, well, I won't steal your thunder on that, though, Dave. What, what were you thinking as I was going down? Uh, no, I mean, like, like I thought it was uh-huh. the art was beautiful in the bathtub. Like he's and the way he's telling the story, which is interesting to me too, is that both of these two that were, that moved me the most were the ones that were told from Sam's perspective. Because mm-hmm. Sam is telling is telling, telling story. the story of his twin brother, Calvin, and wh- how he wants to remember him. Right. And, he's, and Sam is also telling the story of how, you know, I just want to know what was going through his head because he was always such a happy baby. And, like, they're imagining, like, him in the bath playing with his toys, and they're just, like, magically dancing, like, synchronized swimming in there. And, like... Mm. And like you know, he's very beautifully in this letter, this this divorce letter to his, who after they lose their child, no, no, of course, like I, there's probably no going coming back from that. Hmm. Um, you know, who knows what the blame shifting and stuff like that. But you know, trying to say like you know this wasn't your fault, you know, but I'm and he would have wanted you to be happy. All this I just thought was really beautifully done, but it was just hard to play knowing that this child was going to drown in the bath right you and know? you kind of like you get when you hit the pause menu you get to see the, the years so you kind of know yeah. it's coming a little bit but i agree the same thing and i think it underscores how impeccable the writing is with all these things that mm. this game, like game this game is two hours long it took five years to make it really mm. shows that every single thing has so such, much care such detail it. yeah right. mm-hmm. um i, I think remember for, my other one um, but well, i'll you, say it after do? you're done Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I think the ones that kind of stuck out to me the most were um, not. It was kind of uh, like the. I'll start with Edie actually. When she kind of brings up, you know, you get into the point where there is this library, this forbidden room mm-hmm. that the mom does not want to let you in, mm-hmm. and you finally, you know, she has a memory of her going back in there, and she started reading Edie's account, mm-hmm. and Edie, I think, works as a whole thing—the nice foil to the mom where. Where the mom seems very protective of the children, she kind of wants to kind of keep the secrets of she the family wants, together. She, she wants to keep her safe from the curse because right, she, right. They believe a lot of them believe that that thinking that there is a curse is kind of the reason that there is one. Yeah, where Edie like, is kind of like Oedipus Rex, where it's like, did you kill your father and marry your mother because somebody the prophet the prophet told you you were going to do it? Uh, there it is, Dave, bringing out the literary. <laughs> <laughs> but I was thinking for Edie, like she, I remember very specifically one of the things that kind of helped me form her character the most is there was, I forget where it was, if it's downstairs or it's in her room where there's a fire on the island, everyone's evacuating, mm. but she didn't mm-hmm. because she's not oh, afraid. Yeah. Her she's moments not scared. Of, her moment of shame. Edie wouldn't leave or whatever. Yeah, and it's like, it just seems like she's been so surrounded by death for so long. She doesn't 
mind it as much. Mm-hmm. And one of the most thought-provoking thought parts of the game, I thought, was when you finally get her perspective. She's telling you there was an earthquake in the ocean. And it was... And then, you know, the lowest tide in a thousand years, and it's the first time the house is accessible. Yeah, so you're the, walking the old through, house. Yeah. Yeah, and you're walking through this, this drained ocean towards this house, the old house. And it and smells terrible. <laughs> and what are yeah. the secrets in this house? And then the mom rips the book away. Oh, and my. I just thought that was such a perfect way to do it because there's nothing i think that house kind of stands as like this specter you're always wondering about like mm-hmm. what is in there as you're learning the secrets of this house i can't even imagine what's there and they kind of tease you with it a little bit but then they pull it away so it's like as much as you learn about this family there's still secrets to be found yeah and then the other one that kind of stuck out to me was actually milton the, okay. the brother oh who with- the unfinished yeah. swan the, connection. The one that the I need you to explain this to me because I have never played unfinished swan, so I don't understand this connection. Okay, well, yeah. nor here's I. The, I. And I kept thinking because Milton, her, her. Now Milton is technically older than her, but he Milton's her brother. Milton's okay. her older brother. Yeah, or he's I believe, older. Though. I believe e- Edith is the youngest of those three ch- kids. But she, Milton, but, Edith, yeah. Edith, and uh, Lewis. But she's older than the the age he was where he disappeared. Yes. Uh, okay. Well, she's yeah. 18 while she's traveling through the house. Right. But he was like 11 trip. or something when he disappeared. Sure. And, yeah. And I did play Unfinished One. And I thought, you know, like to kind of pull a step back, like uh, Giant Sparrow was kind of set up to be the next That Game Company mm-hmm. where that came, if you don't know, That Game Company, uh, Flow, decent game, Flower, very, very interesting game, Journey, I think one of the best games of all time where they were really cultivated by Sony and Giant Sparrow was supposed to be the next one up. It's like, okay, this really cool artsy team, we're going to really build them up. And I thought I'd finished one. I thought I liked the ideas behind it more than I actually liked the game. Because it really started with this, this interesting mechanic. You're in a white space and you throw ink and it reveals your surroundings. So now you're just building the world. And the whole concept of the game was built around the idea of a kid whose mother died when he was young and the idea of like, you know, a painter who's, you know, painting something but dies before it's finished. It's like the most beautiful metaphor for a child that, you know, what's more unfinished than a kid whose parents die before they're grown up. And I, it's such a moving game. I think the gameplay, the gaminess of it sometimes kind of gets in the way where I'm more interested in the ideas behind it than the actual playing it. But when I saw, when you walk into Milton's room, he's one of the top ones, and there's that little crown with the mustache mm. thing. I immediately recognized that, and I was like, wait a minute, is this the kid from the thing? By the way, when I first saw that, I was like, that's King Bamam from uh, Super Mario 64. <laughs> I got <laughs> this locked up. He I, know is, what this he is is I know what's happening. <laughs> Story I told. I don't think it works in as anything more than an Easter egg because the idea is like that kid's parents are dead and it's coming to terms with that. So it doesn't really make sense for Milton, but I Mm. thought it just, especially the music, the music's very, if it's not the same music from it, it just felt Mm. very uh, similar. And just his story, like, you know, there is this, this painter kid who just went mystery, like missing. And what is the door and he just disappears through it. Yeah. Right. And it's like, and like if ideally if, he's the one who drew that he kind of was planning on running away or yeah. something and it's just there is something very it, it, at least for me i'm curious to see what you guys thought of it like for me it immediately elicited those those feelings from playing the Fish wonder if it's kind of this sadness and trying to come up come to terms with that sadness through a very kind of surrealist way 
And although I don't think it's the same kid, obviously, but again, like it's such an interesting I, little. I thought he was there. supposed to be the. From what I had read, there's a king, in yes, uh, unfinished one. I, I thought he was supposed to be He's the, king, the king, not the oh, kid. Oh, that makes more sense. All right, but so I mean, the whole what, world what is the king action. do? I don't know. It's like, but it's all like a like a fake kingdom. Yeah, painted thing. by the painted by the king. painted by Milton. Milton. Many Miltons. I played this game. <laughs> I played this game. I mean, I played it a long time ago. No, I'm saying I played it. Now. I mean, they were like pros at it. Oh, there you go. <laughs> but I don't know. I actually, that's an interesting spin on it. I don't know if there's really. So, I, I mean, he's I wearing a crown. More as just an Easter egg. But mm. maybe, the, I mean, it would be something if these kind of existed in the same universe somehow, some way. But I thought that was just such a cool way to really bring that game, it kind of bring out very succinctly what felt so special about that game immediately. So mm-hmm. I think those are the big two. I think that stuck cool. out to me. Uh, that scene in specific made me like enjoy like just thinking about the video game making process because mm-hmm. I realized that they made an in-game flip book. Yeah. It's like, I'm sure that all those textures are, it's not like an animation. Uh, it's an animation, but I'm sure it's not like a, you know, they, it's a flip book. They made it in the game. It just blew my mind. And then inside yeah. the flip book is Wait, another flip book. Real like, quick <laughs> note on that. I didn't realize the flip book. I actually finished the game and I didn't flip it. So I, never got, I didn't get that trophy. I'm like, I finished all the stories. And then I saw like, there was the empty space. And the thing I was like, Oh wait, I, I must've missed something. So then I went I'm back. Pretty sure. I, What's I the trophy for finishing all the stories? Finish all stories. What's it called? <laughs> fin- finish all stories. <laughs> I don't think I finished all stories. So you're missing something. No. Oh man. Well, whatever. So this my, the thing, you can, there's some, you can kind of there's one get to the room, but you don't have to necessarily. Yeah, there was one of them story. I missed that had to, cause like, if you don't let her finish saying everything as like, you look through the telescope and like oh, all the people. I did that. I, I, got, that I, got, I, I, I went back and got that. Yeah, maybe I missed a peephole too. Well, the maybe only, the other, Sorry, sorry, I was gonna say, say the the one tricky one, the people when you're walking to the house. <laughs> one there's tricky one the f- people. There's one tricky people. I think they're mostly oh, the f- easy. To the fu- front door, not the front door. There's one in the fence as you walk to the house. I didn't, I didn't see get- one in the fence. But if you reload the save, yeah, like you do replay and you start Edith's story and you mm. get that. If that's the one you're missing, you get the trophy. Okay. Anyway, no platinum and, doesn't matter. Well, so the only <laughs> other story that sticks out to me was Barbara's. It wasn't. Oh, yeah, mm. uh, that's so, the one I don't understand how she dies. Yeah, that's the thing about these stories is that each of them leave a lot. Some of them are obvious. Mm. Left to interpret- a lot of them. Yes, that run one's on imagination. Left to, that one's left in t- to interpretation, which right. is kind Just of like the way Molly's that Edie story. likes things. Like, um, I don't know if you remember recall, like, because there's the the dragon in the pond. Right. Yeah. Right. And she's like, if you ask Edie, like, what happened to her died. husband's Ven? She'll yeah. say he he was killed by a dragon that lives right. in the pond, but right. really she, she and then Edith says she could simply say that he died making a dragon, a dragon slide, slide. Yeah. but he, that's not the and, way that he would tell it. That's no, not the right, way and I think that's that, not her that, style. that points out perfectly this whole idea. It's like there's the event and then there's the narration built of the right. event, the mm-hmm. romanticism of the event, and I yeah. thought it brought up. But we'll kind of get. To, I don't want to trample yeah, over that's Dan's point. Like the, but like that's the, that's the, that's the theory that's that that is the theme of today's uh podcast is trample and dance <laughs> opportunities. that's okay guys but anyway can... barbara yeah tell what? us about barbara's all right barbara's well, first of all comic book fan most yeah. people are whatever it's not like a special right. trait so you read about barbara's story through a uh, already written story by somebody else who wrote it's, a comic about her because she was a childhood star yeah so somebody wrote a story about how she died 
as a child, so she's grown up, and it's so bizarre how it goes. But the thing that got me was like the game. You suddenly start playing it through comic book panels, mm-hmm. and the graphics go cel shaded. Yeah, and it's beautiful. Works, yeah. and I was like, I'm in the house. I know my way around. I'm gonna go downstairs. What the thing opens? So at first when um. When she tells you, oh, if you spin the music box many times, you'll get a key. In my head, I was like, uh, that's, that's a, awesome. It's a great way for them to teach us that, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, to take it further, you actually do it in the scene just so you don't forget it. Yeah, right? I appreciate it. And that. then you do it again <laughs> as Edith. But I was like, that's awesome. Like, could I? Have, that's why I wanted to know immediately if you guys mm. did that beforehand. Mm-hmm. Just because it seemed like you could have maybe by accident, but whatever. Yeah. But that story was so bizarre. She gets essentially murdered by monsters. But it was well, for a monster convention, so I, I get the sense that maybe she was killed fans. by her fans. Yeah, I, I mean, but I think that's the kind of the comic booky story of the reality, right. because the reality of the situation is she disappeared. Well, yeah, but they found her ear in the music box, so she didn't right. go that far. I mean, so I'm guessing, I'm guessing what actually what in the reality happened, even if maybe I don't even know if they really found the ear, but like she was killed by whoever this there's somebody with well, a hooked right. man. Yeah. Maybe not a hooked man, but like a home invader, and this is kind of the, the ghouling up of the reality of whatever that situation was. Right. But again, it's like kind of that interesting thing where I thought she got what ate, actually. I guess she got eaten by all those fans. They were cannibals. They got all I, like I got spiky teeth. Too. Yeah, I mean, like if you follow the comic book. Yeah, like, I, I'm obviously it's told very tales of the crypt style from yeah. that like pumpkin headed guy, and I was like. Yeah. I mean, I, like, you, you have to take this version of the story with a severe he, grain of salt. And oh, yeah. what's interesting about that point, though, because then it, it, it kind of continues the idea of like all these all these people mm. who die, where there is like this my, kind of what is the reality of the situation? Because mm. on that point, like the other person, I thought it was kind of like, huh? Which, Molly? Is, which is what Molly? Molly, yeah. What the hell? I was actually <laughs> less confused by that one because immediately I was like, a little girl is writing this. I get yeah. it. So but what? How did she die? It's because she. Ate, I was thinking she ate the. Yeah. The, so she, the she thing. She gets kind of loopy. Because she's eaten everything, right? Yeah, because yeah. her mom is starving her, which I don't understand why that was going on. Her it's mom a where the out. wild things scenario is. You go to you go without your supper, kid. Yeah, yeah. it was terrifying. But that story yeah. too, surreal. But she yeah, she's eating everything, and she thinks about eating her fish. Um, she she do eats. She doesn't do it. She eats the carrot from the hamster cage, which is like right next to poop, and right. she eats all the toothpaste. But and then I was thinking eats she eats the, the berries, plastic, the plastic berries. So maybe that created yeah. like a chemical reaction th- where she. I think that she um, like is hallucinating from then on, and she probably gets poisoned to death. I don't yeah, think that she gets eaten by the monster that she thinks is under the bed. Right, and that that was the one I was just like, huh, what? But I feel like we can kind of talk about all these. I like Walter, the kid, who, the the guy who's underneath the house who lives there, yeah. and then gets hit by the train. Yeah, like there was, and, and then uh, the other brother. Gus. Uh, Gus. Is it Gus? No. Gus was the, the kite. No, I was thinking of Gus with the kite. I was thinking the Gus. older brother with the who works at the shop with the fish oh, shop. Lewis. Oh, oh my I, god. Actually of the few screenshots I took, that was one of them. That story was bananas. Bananas. And I thought yeah. so like we can go on and on and yeah, there's all these so stories. Many. But like when we oh what were we gonna say there? I was gonna say I read a review that was talking about Lewis as being like the most touching or like moving the one that affected this writer the most and he spoke from like an absolute point of view and i was like i don't think this writer is doing justice to how relative it is to the to each player like i feel like we were moved as fathers by Mm. these kids stories a lot more than like maybe if this person is 
I, I don't feeling know. Trapped in you yeah. know monotony and escape, like using escapism as a way to happiness. No, I, I totally agree with you. I think there is something in every one of these stories that are very relatable and very connected. Mm-hmm. Like even like the kite story, yeah. like the fact of being we didn't angry. Need a, we didn't need a stepmom. We didn't need to step on being angry yeah. about your family being, you know, changed by this person mm. that you don't like. I thought all of them were so so beautiful. So kind of start kind of pulling this all together with like our ending impressions. Mm. Like, I was maybe floored is a strong word, but I was so shocked by how great this game was. Yeah, I really thought like it brought to my attention this 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 kind of idea of death. And actually, mm. maybe Dave, think about remember we were, we were kind of joking. Uh, a few podcasts ago, it's like when uh, your daughter brought up the idea of death. And it's like, well, how do you yeah. talk to, about death to a kid? Yeah. And this whole game was a conversation for me about death mm. and what that means and the, the kind of lasting impression that, you know, it's it's funny that was we we talked about all these characters. We don't talk about Edith, the, right. the narrator. Mm. You don't really know who she's talking to, but then you realize she's writing something to her child yeah who she's pregnant with did anyone realize she was pregnant yeah yeah well you actually find that out after i found out when i was doing some climbing and she says if mom said that there'd be so much climbing i wouldn't have done this 22 weeks pregnant and i'm like girlfriend Girlfriend? i think i think that was a surprise to all of us at that moment yeah but you can look down and see your belly that's what i'm gonna do my horn if you look down at yourself yeah. It's not that she's blatantly pregnant, but yeah. there is, you can tell that it's she's blow. got she's got something. Twenty two weeks isn't like fully pregnant. I don't, yeah, and, and I'm pretty sure numbers. before that moment in the game, there's never an opportunity to see your shadow. I didn't look at my shadow. No, but, but I you can look down immediately. Yeah, I remember walking specifically yeah. when you're walking in the beginning section through the woods. It's one of my favorite things to do. Like, do they render the body? Do I have a body? Yeah. Yeah, and I didn't think she. Lo- I didn't think. Oh, she's pregnant. But I thought right. she looks something's. Different I was like, I can't see my her. feet. Oh well. <laughs> yeah. Like. Um. Mm-hmm. But kind of not took a point. But I thought what was interesting was, you know, she's kind of unraveling the mysteries of her family, but mm-hmm. then you realize that she. Like all the family before her, she never tells mm. this to her kid. Her kid, her son, as he goes to, you realize that you're going to the grave of Edith. Mm. He's finding out all these things from what she left From the him. journal that you've been writing the whole time. Those are those words that have been going across the screen. Right. And it just brings the interesting oh question that's God. like, yeah, like left unanswered. <laughs> the You know, the Edith always related so much more with Edie, her grandmother, who was right. so open and wanted to share these stories, but her mom was always protecting from her. But yet, when mm-hmm. she's in the position to be a a parent, she clearly did not tell her kid all these stories, and he's she finding them out. She this wasn't way. ready, and well, that's what made me think of you, Dave, because there there is that question of death and what yeah. when is the appropriate time to start talking about it and what it is, mm-hmm. and what the real meaning is. And I, I thought it was such an interest. All these stories kind of and this will kind of up on my final stamp on this. Let you guys finish this, like just an interesting conversation about death and bring up the question of life and existence and how special and interesting it is if you can really take a step back and thinking mm-hmm. you know taking out religion and all that stuff you know what happens after this like yeah just how weird existing is and yeah whether we should be talking more about death and not as fearful of what it is i don't know that's that I was mean, my thought <laughs> if you live life in fear of death you you have a chance of never really enjoying life Right, right, which is, was Walter's issue. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that was the yeah. whole. Just to abridge his story, like he lives life in the basement for thirty years straight, 
And mm. of course, the moment he steps out, he gets hit by a train. Yeah. But he didn't live his life to his fullest. He was just sitting in front of a can of olives, I guess. The and style. Peaches. And that was the sad like story. Just like the bunker. <laughs> right. <laughs> it made me think, actually, that would have probably been a better story than the bunker. Whatever. Um, oh, snap. <laughs> I didn't finish that one. So, yeah, just to <laughs> piggyback, it's like. I have a lot of hard, I have a struggle with that conversation. I always shut down a little bit. So mm. when I realized this whole game was about different deaths, the ending mm. was very nice to me because she states the fact like this is not about life. Isn't about death. It's about life. Mm. So, you know, enjoy the fact that this spontaneous craziness is going on. Mm. And that's what I have to say to you, my child. Basically, I, I was like, the Whoa, art- mom. The article that I read said that she dies in childbirth. Like that's if you do the, right. like if you do the math yeah. based off of like oh. her gravestone and like you know, but how do we know guys, what year the game It is place now. In. I don't know. I don't re- I don't I That doesn't make sense. I didn't, she says she's I didn't, 17. I didn't factor. When, she's 18 in the beginning of the game. No. And like 17 for sure. Okay. I think it's 17. Sure. I well, cuz then I think she, if she dies at 18 that would make okay. sense because then her birthday would have happened. Okay, okay, that's fair. Um, but what I was gonna say is that um, she does say in like that if you're reading this, it's because I didn't get the I opportunity to. So she must have left it, it in a spot where you'd find it. Like, oh, don't open unless I'm dead. Moment. Like that's what I didn't get either. Like, where would? Why is that? But is the that case? The, is that the circumstances? But like, so if the kid, I mean, maybe the kid was maybe it's in her will for a while. I don't know. But I, I, I guess how do you know it's the, the first time he's reading the book? Well, to be fair, that whole family tradition of making those like shrines seem pretty established. So maybe like he knows that that maybe they like you know don't put this here until I'm dead. They have like that life. I mean, nobody going. nobody else would have told him to do that. That's well, true. Everyone else he is, is dead. Last. He's he's all that remains of Edith Finch. He is all that remains of Edith Finch. True. That think? is a big open ended <laughs> part. Right there, so. All right, but, so they, we'll, we'll punt it to you. Your, your final words on Edith Finch and what remains of her. It's it's more than a finished swan. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I mean, that's what actually makes me, like, to jump on that point. Like, I really think if you're going to think of them as a that game company, this definitely feels like a huge jump. Like, yeah. flower felt from flow. So that makes me super excited what their journey is going to be. Or what there might be next. Oh, yeah. Okay. Nice. As a company, I understand. As a company, very, yeah. very, very interested to see what yeah. they do. It's Bumps. a beautiful game, and as I think, as long as you're strong enough to be able to deal with the the tragedies that you're going to read, I suggest you play it. But I think also appreciative of it because I think I, if you're the type who's just like, eh, whatever, people die. I don't well, know. If it, I don't know if you get out of this, what you should. <laughs> I, I don't think this game lets you feel that way. I don't I think anybody. Ha- I, I I think saving for like the very sad few i don't think anybody has a really negative outlook on life as that much so hopefully everyone will get something from it to jump yeah. on that point as we final stamp on what remains of an issue uh, big thumbs up yeah big thumbs up. but i'm big taking thumbs a line up. of people with negative outlooks on things oh because now okay. as we transition to our trivial taste that was really this, this is gonna be smooth. terrible that was a smooth transition, Mark, I have to say. So, like, do you like that? Well, I heard the phrase. I was like, oh, that's a perfect segue. <laughs> well, b- before we get that, of course, Trivial Tastemaker. Or ending what what is the score for the Trivial Tastemaker? Trivial Tastemaker. Um, score is, for this season, Mark 1.5. Mm. 
Yeah, so nice. That's a good chance. You, you can't tell, but I'm dancing. Oh, you uh, can. Dave, point five. Dan's oh, yeah. yeah. So it's at least Dan win nothing. Nothing. But I can't win a point tonight because it's my trivial tastemaker. Good. And for this trivial tastemaker, I'm pulling back an oldie but a goodie. Oh, I like no. this guy. We're okay. going back to bad internet reviews. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, man. Remind, so us, remind us how this works, please. Okay. So we all know the internet. It's a story that people use. Sometimes. And what's great about the internet is it allows us sometimes to see how dumb people are. Because they write things, and I'm like, you're an idiot, clearly. So what I did was I went through Metacritic, and I pilled, pulled some reviews that I think really show how dumb people are. Case in point, they're talking about games that are pretty good, and they're thinking they're terrible for reasons that we're going to hear about. So last time we did this, this is an oldie, I kind of gave you each an opportunity, and I read the thing, and then you kind of guessed but I'm going to kind of put you immediately head to head. So here's how okay. this is going to work. Great. Good. I'm going to read you a review. And if you think you know the game they're talking about, you buzz in and you say, this is the game. If you're correct, you get a point. If you are wrong, the other person gets an opportunity to hear the rest of the review if you cut me off ah, okay. and give an answer unfettered, we will say. Okay. Um, would we like to set buzz sounds? I should make it the sound of me crying because I'm depressed about Edith Finch, but <laughs> I'm going to say bloop. Bloop? Stick with, stick with the classics. Dan is a bloop. I Dan am is. a bloop. He's a bloop. I'm, I'm going to say, uh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> what if right. Mark says something and the review is so absurd that He's you go, say, wow. Yowza. <laughs> I'll be careful. <laughs> You'll be dead. And for just the good job, I've removed, I've removed all uh, references to the actual game title, That's the company that makes it, or any names of characters, just to allow it. But things like game mechanics and things like that are existing. I think these are pretty easy, but we'll, we'll kind of say maybe. You made the an- you see the answers. Yeah, so maybe that's why I think they're easy. They're going to get this. The answer's right at the top. Okay, so <laughs> this is the first one we will go with is yeah. by Moogle. Um, Moogle Mamu Moogle Magoogle. Excuse me. Moogle Magoogle. Moogle He gave this game a one out of ten. Oh. That's that's fair. He this is his review that he <gasps> left the on one? Metacritic. It's know. titled it This on. Game Is Not Perfect. It is insanity to me that people can play this game and give it a perfect ten out of ten score when the most important element of a video game sh- a video game should have is missing. Fun. Simply put, this game is not fun. It is beautiful. It is breathtaking. It is large. Beyond large. So large it is Blue. breathtaking. Dan. The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Wow, I didn't even get through it. They use correct. the word breathtaking a lot. I don't know. I guess so. Dan, you and are correct. Perfect scores. Wait, I want to jump to my favorite parts. Hang on. Uh, that was fast. How did you get it? Because of breath? I, 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 <laughs> the fun thing made me think of all the criticisms about the rain. Yeah. And well, I'm like that's the co- thing people hate the most. So, well, according to Moogle Magoogle, he says, uh, "Why do I gotta make food? Why do I get killed by everything I encounter? Nintendo, Why does Link eat?" Yeah, he's they swapped out what clearly for things they clearly saw as mature game mechanics, <laughs> and like so, like Link runs along with a stamina bar like he did in previous games. In fact, he plays much more like the protagonist in previous games, except now the world is 800 times the size, meaning he is unbearably slow like a snail. Until you get a horse or fast travel, nerd. Yeah, listen, nerd. I'll see you outside. All right. Dan, 
one. Leading the charge. Mm -hmm. Next game. Uh, I'm going to jump around. trying to kill a fly, too. For the reference, I have five with a six possible one. Okay. Do I get a point if I kill a fly while we're doing this? No. If you can get that fly. This one, this one I picked because it's one of the most offensive reviews I've ever read. And it's not, doesn't really make sense. That's why I like it. All right, ready? This one is for Sipaku for Stew. Oh my God. He gave this game two out of 10. This, this, uh, now he's also using words that aren't real words. So give me a chance to pronounce them. (laughs) So this game is weaponized indie Edge existentialist. I think he meant existential. <laughs> yeah. So it's existentialist prostitution. Forty dollars to wander to and from unengaging, unrewarding, identical puzzles that belong in a children's menu at restaurants is how you win Game of the Year in 2016. Is the island nice to look at? Yeah. But so is pre uh, Kanye Kim Kardashian, the one and only extrinsic motivator extrinsic extrinsic you know he wrote extrinsic though <laughs> but this is the sentence Are you ready for this the one and only extrinsic motivator in this autism simulator is to become the smug master of tedious puzzle island and reach the rick roll-esque ending which spectacularly invalidates all of your hard work and exploration i'm willing to upgrade this review to five who give it a two out of ten that's, only I, that's more than double if only I received a refund as an indentured service for time and money, I wasted giving this pile of expletive deleted game a chance. Island. I have Island. a I have a guess. Uh, wow. What do you think, Dave? Is it uh, one of your favorite games, so The Witness? That is correct. It is what? The Witness. They're not easy puzzles. I know that. They are. About them. Oh my god! They are literally one of the most thought-provoking brilliant displays of a concept taking in all its different ways you could possibly take it so meanwhile stew, sit, pro- played with a walkthrough well so easy some parts of it, so easy. <laughs> I, it and then... I i didn't use the walkthrough no I, I didn't mean you i meant he this this jobber did no there were definitely ones i was like i could literally spend 30 hours trying to figure out this puzzle i'm not gonna get it but great game yeah so, Dave, well done. 1-1. One, one. Yeah, seriously, Seppuku for Stu. Oh, there, were, there was one other one I wanted to pull out because it was, like, clearly, like... Right, I won't get into it. I'll tell you guys, I'll tell you guys off reading. <laughs> All right, so we got three left. Okay. Uh, let's go with this one. This is by Alan. He gives his game a 0 out of 10. <laughs> we got two dumb names, and then Alan shows up. Alan. This is what Alan says. What up, Alan? Shout out. Alan says, I got it. I hate this stupid game. Why? The second player only gets to collect star, which is stupid. That is why I hate this stupid game. If I made a bottom 10 of... Oh, is that a boop, Dan? Uh, it, it is Super Mario Galaxy. Dan, you get this quick. Yeah, I was going to I was gonna I say the same thing. I was point. right. No, because the second player does only... You can also stun the enemies, second player. Well... The favorite part is uh, shooting him from one little piece of rock to another is not what he is about, being Mario. The opening level of the castle feels like a previous game in the series and makes you think another epic is in store, but it fails to live up to the promise and delivers a quite frankly shocking game. Super Mario Galaxy, 
stupid and shocking. Okay, okay there, Alan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, not fa- I'm not a fan. You don't like Super Mario Galaxy? Eh, it's okay. I don't even play Mario. I think the game's grand. Super I don't. Sunshine. I'm not a big fan of all the damn like running around a sphere. I'm like, all the just give me, spheres. give me like, two D, give me side scrolly platformy Mario. Hmm. You know, well, yeah, or three D is three D is fine, but like, having to change my perspective and go around a, a sphere all the time was kind of annoying. Well, they're gonna yeah. not have that in Mario uh, Odyssey, you know. So. Well, is it a zero out of ten? <laughs> no. Oh, give out it 10. a zero. <laughs> a zero out of ten. Like they just well, it's, Alan, you had me, but now you lost me. All right, Al, Alan, come on, Alan. come on, Alan. I'm sorry you got stuck to, stuck at playing second player. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> that, maybe that experience. That's really like what zero. it comes down to. It's All not right. a real second player game. Being second we player, got, this game stinks. I'm gonna go review. Two second off. player is there to make if one if it was too hard for the first player. Right. Or like if you have a, a you know son or a daughter, child that you're trying to help. Yeah, they're like here, <laughs> play with me, and then they'll do that. Like I'm doing stuff. Then, I'm drawing on the guys, screen. Glad you guys have, have have rationalized it out. All right, so here we go. I got we got two Dan two, Dave one. This next is one. Heard of? I picked this one specifically because of one use of a verb, which I think is great. Great. All right. So this okay. is by Dwayne Dibley. Okay. Dwayne this Better. game. Not Dwayne, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. No, not Dwayne the Rock Johnson. It is though. He gave this game a zero out of ten. His best friends call him Dibley. That's what he says. And he says, this game is so expletive deleted in so many ways, there's no way any half-decent half critic gave it a 10 out of 10. It's presented as a shotter game, but shotting is almost meaningless in most cases. S-H-O-T-I-N-G. <laughs> I apologize, if, Dwayne, if your English is not your first language, but I had, I had to use it. It goes all down to skill usage and avoiding cheap deaths, be it by retarded combos or press Q to wipe half of enemy team. Poor content. Oh, 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 wow. Dave. We're talking about Overwatch. We are talking about Overwatch. What? Oh, that's how you use ultimates. Q for ult. Yeah. All you need to know is all in all, if you're interested in shotter game, this is not for you. Shotter game, 10 out of 10 Overwatch. Apparently. As stupid as there is this stupid rock, paper, scissor mechanism. Hmm. What? Oh, are they still talking about like well, oh, there's counters, yeah, so. whatever. All right, so th- it's coming down to this, boys. You know what stinks about that? What? Their SR is probably double my SR. <laughs> oh, <a> Dan. <laughs> Go on, Mark. All right, I got two left. Final question. This oh. is it. This will determine the winner. I have the one. Wait, are we tied? We are, we are tied. Right Choo-choo. Um. I'm going to pick the one that's barely legible. Okay. I picked this one because it doesn't make... yourself in this one. It doesn't... Like, the wording is really bad. Okay. But we'll be... Okay. You'll say. (laughs) This is by... Kalele... K-A-L-E-L-E? Kalele? Kalele? Superman? Superman? Oh, man. It's Kalele. Kalele has to be good. Kalele 005. English wasn't his first language, so just really... And he gives his game a three out of ten. I don't know. He came as a baby. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well the baby's though. gonna determine who's the winner here we go there. here we go this game is a complete mess unbalanced and poorly executed like a lot of people's oh i have to also preface there's no punctuation in this entire thing so oh, I'm just right doing my best here. this game is a complete mess unbalanced and poorly executed like a lot of people's for the first time i found game boring to death with annoying and repetitive quest 
on the planet's repetitive puzzles FedEx Quest. Wow. Dave. Destiny? That is incorrect. Oh, it's now you get to go. Dan, <gasps> you get to take your time. Oh, no. Oh, no. I, I will listen to every word you have. You should. Fed, well, as, it's not going to make a lot of sense. As unpunctuated as It's got are. FedEx Quest and lack of story and worse nothing makes sense. 70% of races to the original trilogy are gone. Oh! They don't mention that in the actual game. Oh, now you it only depends got on which one's which. six companions and only one new race. And the only two good thing about the game, if combat and profiles system and then the ship is great, if no. that wasn't also, they also mess the galaxy map. When you travel, you don't see ship. Every system is generic without savior. Wow. A lot of planets seem to be copy pasted. I've seen too, too, T-O, too much time. The moon design, the planets have no real purpose. This game try hard to... Annoy, N-N-O-Y-E. Okay. These players, the worst in the way they make a trilogy. This game is the worst ever made. i huge fan of first one. It's sad the franchise have fallen this low heart symbol. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> I I know. I mean, come on. You have to know what this is. <laughs> I don't know if he does. I know what you should it know kind what of is. is. Oh, my well, God. You have to take a guess, Dan. I can't ask you details about this. You cannot. Yeah, I can no. repeat. I can't. I'm not even going to repeat it. It's too long. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Take a guess, Dan. Go in on the limb. 70% of races. Original 70 trilogy. 70% of original trilogy. Combat and profile systems. Stop, stop helping him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving you 10 Wait, seconds, Dan. I got to it, It's It's not what I thought it was. World of Warcraft? No. No, it's in Trauma Galaxies. It's in Trauma. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. I'm sorry, Dan. I lost. You missed it. Well, thankfully, I have a tiebreaker. Yes. Oh, all right. Here we go. Oh, that's that's like a... (laughs) This is by the Gray (laughs) Pelican. Star Wars Galaxies or World of Warcraft? (laughs) Neither. It is neither. It's Mass Effect Andromeda, which is not a great game, but it's not a three out of ten. Anyway, the Great Pelican. Two. He gives his game a four out of ten. The Great Pelican. The Great Pelican. Blessed is he. <laughs> Blessed is he. And he says, I don't get it. This game hasn't done anything as far as leaps and bounds to make anything more to make me want to buy this game from the last. The controls are bad. The immediate accessibility to what you can and can't get in the game is bad. No money cheats. You are forced to play the story uh, to advance, uh, which is bad. Uh, bloop. Damn. Grand Theft Auto 5. Wow. You got it. <laughs> hey, I think you're going to get it. <laughs> I money just cheats love that story. Line. No money cheats. You were forced to play the story to advance, which is bad. <laughs> they want me to play this game. Oh, I'm giving it a 2 out of 10. I bought this? it to cheat. I mean, to be mm. fair, they should add like a mode in GTA where it's just like free money, but whatever. Oh, whatever. I think it's well, Dan, congratulations, buddy boy. You're on Thank you. I'm on Good the board. Job. Yay. How many, like, how many seasons are left in this episode? Wait. How many episodes three. are left three. this season? Three. 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 We're only halfway. So now it is you. You are leading you, Dave, but trailing yeah, me. Be, I am at, at, in the last position. Oh last. boy! You didn't like think about money cheats. I didn't like. No. no. Honestly, I got no. thrown off by the whole pelican thing. Great, the great pelican. <laughs> blessed is he. Because I started thinking about something that I saw recently, which huh. I saw a bird. I'm not sure what it was. Tell it was, us of this so, bird. It was a bird with talons. It was carrying a fish. 
Oh my god, yeah, that's, that's what birds do. I saw a bird. I'd never seen a bird carrying a fish before. Really? Yeah. You've seen an boy. owl carrying a rabbit. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah, isn't that crazy? <laughs> isn't that it, nuts? It how flew life? over my house. Oh, that's cool. house. Where did you get a fish from oh, by your that's house? Better. That's a better I story. don't know. It's got to have like, stolen oh, it from Jen and I looked up in the sky and we're like, it's probably a carrying a, a, It's carrying a fish. It's probably from the like, koi pond. Some dude's in his backyard like, hey, Alex, check it out. Off bird's hey, oh. back. He throws a fish up at him. Boom. All right. What we were wondering is like, can you imagine if you, because there's, we, in our neighborhood, there's some people with a koi pond, but they have a net over there. That's what I was thinking. Koi pond fish. But I was like, do you think if somebody, if you don't have a net over your koi pond, that some random hawks just like dinner. Dinner time. Dinner well, is I mean, I guess so. I mean, but, that's what happens in Magikarp Jump. Oh, Besides Magikarp man, Jump, not that's not that the yet. next game we're playing for this season. It what should is be. the next game? Let's boot up the machine. All right, let's do it. The fly yeah, that's attacking Dan machine. I'm getting attacked. I feel like Godzilla. And you remind <laughs> me, of, reminds everywhere. me of that... Uh, you ever play Karate Kid the game? Cut, cut, cut. No. So, we should in, play it for the Karate Kid the game... Um, there are like random oh, yeah, the fly things. rooms yeah, that right. you go in and you have to catch the flies with the... <laughs> you uh... see my pictures? Wait, I can't what? see what Re-roll? the games are. Yo, you're not seeing it? I can't I, see. It just happened. Oh, I... we got a game! We missed we it. I can't no, see we it. didn't. It's too small. Dave, what's the game? It's Flame in the Flood. Oh my Flame god! Flood. A Dan pick. It's a Dan pick. Dave, Wait, well, what do you know about this game? I know that there's a flame, there's a flood, <laughs> and it's in it. Is the yeah, flame yeah, inside the flood? No, they... <laughs> There's a the bit. My biggest concern with this game being on the table is that there's a dog in it. Uh. And I just want the dog to be okay. That's my well, only so. concern. If this game. Oh, just... speaking speaking of dogs that are okay, did you catch that there was uh, a Bailey in the pet cemetery? No. Oh. There was. No. Oh my God! Why would you? I'm gonna delete it off my. I'm actually gonna delete it off my computer. Now. My no. <laughs> you can't have that bad mojo. And it was the it was the biggest gravestone I in the definitely pet mentally blocked it out. Oh my mm. God! Geez. That does that. Who's Burley? That's a weird name for I'm a dog. Gonna... <laughs> 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 I, saw, I, I actually looked at them too. I saw like Bloop was one of them or Derp. I don't know. Whatever. Well, I no, I agree with you, Dan. That's bad mojo. You get that I'm off getting your system. off my computer system. But if you want to send us good mojo and yeah. you enjoyed this podcast, thank sure. you for listening. You can rate us on iTunes and SoundCloud and Stitcher and all those places. You can send us digital love or comments like, oh, my God, you guys are the worst on the Twitters where we're dino underscore machines. Or you can insult us individually if you feel one of us is more terrible than the others. Uh, you can insult me at at Magrocrag. You can insult me at at zombie underscore par. You could be like. Hey, leave Dan alone. Let him see. <laughs> if the internet starts coming up against you to, to be nice to me, I'm going to be confused. <laughs> well, if you want to give me words of wisdom and, and you know, I, you can tell me to tell Dave to stop at Dan O'Mac. Build you up your confidence. And above all else, please talk to us on Facebook. Give us a like on the page. Look us up. We actually are pretty active on the Facebook page. But we do. Well, you do. And I do. Uh, no, 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 and Dave does. does. We are dinosaur <laughs> machines, and we are active on the Facebook page, Mark. We so are. Reach out. Comment. Reach Say out. nice Talk things, to us. please. We Maybe. like we like the peoples. Yeah. And yeah, thanks for tuning in, and we hope you tune in next time when we talk about the flutter and other things that are not dead dogs. Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.